trust the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program and approved by all 50 state bars for IOLTA compliance, LawPay. Hi, I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, the host of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered. In light of the incredible disruptions arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, affecting so many people around the world, both in their professional and personal lives, we felt it was best to take a break from our regularly scheduled programming and bring you some information that we feel can help you adjust to your new situation. Today's guest is Shauna Barnes, a former general counsel who's now a partner with Kalo Legal, a Virginia law firm where everyone works remotely. We'll be talking about how lawyers can work from home while being productive and not drive themselves crazy. Shauna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So if you had one piece of advice for attorneys who just started working from home this month, what would like the best piece of advice be? (laughs) Do everything you can to set a routine. Otherwise, it is way too easy to to get distracted by all the things around you at home and you find yourself doing your laundry instead of, you know, drafting a contract or (laughs) returning a client call. Can you tell us your story? You're somewhat new to telecommuting, correct? I am. So I joined the firm in February of last year after serving as general counsel for about seven years at a, at a company at a Dogfish Head, actually. And I really wanted the, the telecommuting gig. That was what made this so attractive to me. I had been commuting an hour and a half each way. I have a toddler that was starting to get to be a little unsustainable. And so I was really excited about the opportunity to, you know, continue to develop my practice, but also get to work from home. So I transitioned over. It had some bumps, but if you told me I had to go back into an office full time tomorrow, I would cry real tears. I absolutely love it. Do you think there's a chance that when this crisis is over, more employers will realize how efficient you can be when you work from home and how much, what a great uh, retention tool it is. I've worked from home for about the five, probably for about five years now, and I feel the exact same way. I mean, that's a huge plus for me. No, I really do. I I keep saying that I think when, when we get back to normal, whatever normal looks like. Um, There's a lot of ink that we're not going to be able to get back out of the milk. And I think telecommuting is one of them. I mean, I know for myself, I'm exceptionally more efficient when I work from home without having the distractions of my colleagues popping by my desk or, you know, questions that maybe they think are (laughs) exceptionally important, but perhaps aren't as important as the task that I'm working on at the moment. I just think, you know, it's going to be a lot more successful than I think anybody anticipated that it will be, even with everybody having their kids at home as well. And so I think you're going to have a lot of folks asking for it. And I think to your point, it's going to need to be used as a retention tool because I don't think people are going to want to give it up <laughs> when, uh, when everything gets back to normal. The children issue, and you mentioned that you have a toddler. I think working at home with a toddler is something that is stressing some lawyers out who don't have experience <laughs> with it, or you need children for that matter. Obviously, this is a, you know, we're in a completely different time now than we were last month. But what is your advice on working from home with babies? <laughs> Well, if we get through this without you hearing him in the background, I'm going to have to give my husband a gold star. Well, Um, that's an important piece, though, too, (laughs) right? Is maybe we need to sometimes we're going to hear our babies in the background. We're going to hear the dogs bark. We're going to hear, you know, the garage truck. It's okay. 
Exactly. And it's, it's something that, you know, happened to me even <laughs> before the recent push to everybody, everybody having to work from home. I mean, it's, it's funny how many times, you know, I'll be on, on a call with a client and say, oh gosh, I'm sorry, this UPS driver just pulled in with my daily Amazon delivery and my dogs are barking and they'll respond with, oh, me too. You know, they're in the background. So, you know, for the folks that do work from home regularly, we get used to it. You kind of work around it and you let really let people know, but I certainly don't want to work from home with my toddler all the time. I look forward to the days of him going back to daycare, but, you know, in terms of making it work, my husband and I are, you know, I'm fortunate in that we're able to kind of plan our days out, who has an important call, who's doing a, a podcast at 1230 and needs to <laughs> have some quiet. And then I'll, you know, I'll take point or he'll take point, but <laughs> it's been interesting. How has your work organization changed now that you work from home than when you had to go to the office every day? Yeah, it's very different. And admittedly, I, I think I struggled to find my routine for a little while. You know, it's, you know, when you go to the office every day, you you leave at the same time, you know, you, you, for, in my case, I, I dropped my son at daycare, I would drive to work, you know, I had one or two colleagues that I would call every day on the way in, I'd work, you know, I'd come home, maybe I'd stop at the gym, maybe I'd stop at the grocery store, I'd scoop my son up, I'd go home. And then, you know, there was clear points of on and off. And mm-hmm. so, you know, working from home all the time, it, it, it took me a little while to find that balance and find that routine. But I think it's it's really necessary because otherwise, like I said, it gets to be way too distracting. You know, you're not getting as much done as you want, which, you know, for me, I was excited. I get, once I got my routine settled, I realized I was actually a lot more efficient than I thought it was. Things that I was dreading that I thought were going to take me six hours to complete were being completed in two hours because I was just focusing on it um, with no distractions, which is, you know, not something that I was able to do when I was working in an office. But the the routine, you know, knowing that for me, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to try to get a workout. You know, when I was taking my son to daycare, I'd take him to daycare, I'd come back to my home, I'd, you know, clear all my email, and then I'd get in, you know, end of the day, I tried my best to block my calls so that they were in nice chunks. Um, and then, you know, I'd leave some time in the afternoon to clear things out. And I'd use, you know, I admittedly, I use my lunch break to do some laundry or run an errand or, or something like that. Um, if I needed to do it, it, it really, really helped. <laughs> do you mind? And you kind of just did. I was wondering if more succinctly, can you share like what your daily routine is, if you don't mind? Sure. So I, I get up, try to get a workout in. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but I do my best. I take my son up to daycare and then I come back. I clear all my email, you know, that either came in the night before or, you know, that I had flagged the day before as needing to be done immediately in the morning. And then I usually would get into a call block. I try to schedule my calls from the hours of 10 to 2 as best I can so that they're all grouped together because I was finding that if I didn't do it that way, I was losing a lot of productivity because it's not, there's not a lot you can get done in one hour blocks. And then from about two to five 30, now let's be, let's be honest. It's probably closer to like two to four. I do a little more work and then four to five 30, you know, was when I was really clearing out things, you know, getting ready for the next day, maybe paying some bills, whatever I needed to do personally before going to get my son from daycare and then coming home and kind of being mom for the, the rest of the evening as much as I could. My clients still call me at night, of course, but just sort of organizing my main work day in that way has really worked for me. Can you tell us a bit about your practice and how um, 
telecommuting figures in with it in terms of filing things and, you know, talking with clients? Yeah. So I am, I have kind of an interesting practice. So my niche is alcohol regulatory and distribution. I represent breweries, distilleries, and wineries um, with all the things that sort of are uniquely alcohol. So distribution relationships, trade practice, all of the regulatory things that go into a, a marketing campaign that are different because of alcohol. And then I also provide general counsel services for my client, which is the other thing about Kaleo that's kind of unique. We serve as external general counsel to a, to a number of companies. So, you know, when it comes to the alcohol regulatory work, the only time that I kind of tend to run into a bit of a roadblock is when it comes to cutting checks. So if my clients need to submit a regulatory filing or something like that, you know, it gets to be a little wonky and we figured out some side processes to figure out how to get the paperwork to them so that they can then print it, sign it, cut the physical check and mail the application off. Otherwise, everything else, you know, we work virtually. I mean, we use DocuSign to get contracts signed. You know, I really thought when I <laughs> when I went remote that I was going to miss having a printer. I don't. I, I don't. I have two monitors and that kind of works for me. And I don't need to print things nearly as often as, as I used to. And so that's worked really well. And, and I know, you know, my, so I'm, regulatory base, but my colleagues, you know, we have, we have IP attorneys, we have employment attorneys, we have litigators, you know, we have kind of a full service firm. And I think everybody gets away with one little printer. You just sort of retrain yourself to do everything online instead of doing it in hard copy and in paper format the way that you might have if you were in an office because it was just there. I wanted to follow up on something you said about the two monitors. So uh, <laughs> are you using the two monitors so you don't have to go back and forth between the PDF and like a notes file? Exactly. Okay. I'm going to try that myself, I think. Because yeah, we have <laughs> so lots of monitors you, in my house. Mm -hmm. It's the best. So I have my two monitors and there's um, a way that you can kind of flick the documents so that I can have four open at once mm. and see everything that I need to see. And sometimes that's, you know, for contracts because I'm trying to pull everything together to find the right language for a document that I'm working on. And sometimes that's, I'm researching a particularly thorny issue and I found two sources that sort of conflict. So I just open them on two. And then on the third yeah, so I have the two open on the one monitor and then on the other monitor, I have a Word document that I'm dumping my thoughts into of how I'm interpreting it. Um, but that, I mean, that has made me paperless. Having two monitors has made me paperless. And again, I don't see myself going back. If I'm traveling now and I have my little Microsoft Surface that I work on, I go crazy because I can really only open one document comfortably yeah. on it and it sets yeah. me back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking, this is, you mentioned the children. The good news is they get older. On Friday, my two teenagers put together my office chair. Um, oh. My husband and I were busy working. <laughs> and when we get off this call, I'm going to have the super tech savvy one hook up another monitor, I think, to my laptop. So thank you for that. I'm so happy to help. <laughs> I think you're going to love it. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about good ways to communicate with colleagues and clients when you're not physically in the office together. We'll be right back. LawPay is the only payment solution that ensures trust account compliance for both credit card and e-check transactions. Right now, they have a special offer for asked and answered listeners. Open a new account by April 30th and receive a $100 credit towards processing fees. 
And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm talking to Shauna Barnes about working from home, which perhaps the majority of the country's lawyers are doing now, unfortunately due to the COVID-19 crisis. So, Shauna, if everyone works remotely like they do from your law firm, what are some ways that you can communicate? Well, I think sometimes things get misinterpreted over emails or the Slack channel or things get lost. What are some ways to communicate well and work together well? Yeah, I definitely had this problem when I first made the transition. I find that email can be fairly formal. Text can come across aggressively at times when you don't mean it to, or maybe that's just a problem that I have. I apparently write very aggressive text messages. <laughs> um, so I, <laughs> I'm direct. I don't know what to tell you. That's what you want in a lawyer. Right? That's what I keep telling everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So what really worked, and it, I fought it. I really fought it, but they were right. My colleagues were right. We use WhatsApp all day. So I have it open all day. It's one of those four screens that I mentioned. My, my four open things, usually WhatsApp's right there unless I'm deep in a document. And we chat on that all day. And sometimes it's, hey, has anybody seen this issue? I actually asked them for the definition of adult entertainment the other day because I needed to define it for a contract that I was working on, which led to some hilarious conversation, just like it would have if I had asked that question, you know, yelled it down the hallway um, in an office. Can you um, tell us a bit more about WhatsApp? Because I'm not, in t- I'm a little bit familiar with it, but not entirely. And I'm not sure our audience is familiar with it. Sure. So it's a lot like Gchat or the chat function in Microsoft Teams. You can create little chat rooms with certain people in them. So my firm has one that's all Cleo, so it's for more formal announcements. And then, you know, ones with the partners, ones with people working on a certain project. If I have a question that I want to ask somebody directly, I can chat them directly or add in a few people on a discrete issue. But it's essentially like a chat chat function. Works a lot like, yeah, it works a lot like Gchat or even AOL for the folks that <laughs> remember AOL, uh, Instant Messenger. It, it works a lot like that. And so you're able to just type a message into it and somebody gets an alert on their end and you open it up and, and the, the notes right there for you. You can send documents through it. So sometimes if I'm looking for something, my colleague will send me a, a template or a form or you know a document right through it. And the reason that we like to use WhatsApp as compared to Gchat or some of the others is the encryption's a little better. I don't know the specific of that. I just know that that was what I was told to mm-hmm. do. But that's that's why we, we like WhatsApp. And then there's, you know, there's emoticons and GIFs and, and all sorts of things that you can use in that as well to sort of interact. So, you know, the thing that I found to be the most enjoyable about using it is we send memes and GIFs back and forth, <laughs> which is really fun. And again, I thought it because I was like, this is stupid. But now it's one of my, it's my favorite things. I, I love it. I'm <laughs> laughing about it right now because I can just imagine what I'm going to, you know, come back to when I get back to my, my computer after chatting with you. But but I really enjoy it. It's, 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 it's a way to communicate with people about, you know, all sorts of things all day as though you were sitting right next to them in an office. Well, sometimes I think some conversations maybe that aren't so fun, it's hard to have them online or on the phone because you kind of 
I mean, especially if the person you're speaking with, you know, has a position of power over you, you, you want to see their body language, their facial expressions, and you know, you just want to make sure you're not being too direct, as as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your advice on navigating that? I mean, especially now because you just you can't have that conversation in person. Right. I mean, before now, what we would do is sort of save the big important conversations for our in person meetings, right? Not all of them. I mean, you know, I've, I've had some really, you know, good conversations, you know, about career and advancement and partnership and some of the things that you would want to have, um, you know, as a, an attorney advancing within a firm o- over the phone and not in person, you know, you just kind of get used to it, I guess. Then you start listening for the nuances of how people talk instead of, you know, what faces they might be making. My firm's not big on on the video chats and, and the video calls, although I have clients that I use Teams for that are. And so a lot of my understanding is a lot of folks use that as well to have some of those in-person conversations. You can do it on Teams. You can do it on WhatsApp. You can do it on Gchat. So there's a bunch of different ways to do that. We just, like I said, we mostly just adapted to using the phone to have those conversations. And, and you know, I'll even hit a point now where, there's enough emails. I had a colleague at Dogfish that said it best. It was email thread confusion. That if there were seven emails on a topic, he would just pick up the phone because by then everybody was confused mm-hmm. and it would be easier to just navigate it via phone instead of an email. So I kind of put that practice here where if there's a bunch of you know chats on something and it's clear that we're confused or somebody's taking something in a way that I didn't intend it, again, maybe they're thinking I meant to be more aggressive than perhaps I was, um, you know, I'll just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I think, I think something's getting lost in translation here. Can we just chat through this before we, you know, spend a bunch of time spiraling out of control? Let's bring it back. Here's the issue. Here's the thing. You know, what, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to tackle it? And that, you know, that's worked, I think just because everybody, at least for us at the firm, everybody's used to that. Um, you know, I may be new to it, but the firm, it's been in existence for, I think, 14 years. So they're very used to dealing with these issues and navigating them. And like I said, even when I fought it because I thought some of the things were silly, they were right. So, <laughs> um, so I've implemented it myself. If you have the luxury of dedicated workspace at home, do you have any advice on how to set it up? Yeah. So first, I want to challenge a little bit the, the luxury. I understand we might not all have a door with a room. Or let me try that reverse that a room with a door but there is absolutely a way that you can I think set up your workspace even in a studio apartment in a way that it's kind of dedicated to work and only work even if that means you're taking one of your Amazon boxes and putting your stuff into it you know and then putting it away because mm-hmm. I think that having that separation between your work and your personal is crucial otherwise you'll never turn it off right if your work yeah. computer is in front of you all the time and you have outlook open and you see your gmail open and you see your emails coming in all day you're going to feel obligated to respond to them even when normally maybe you would have gone home and spent that time you know with your family or or just at home but in terms of how to set it up i mean i think i've already mentioned it the dual monitors is key if you can pull yeah. that off. Um, if there isn't a run on monitors, 
<laughs> which there may be. Um, but the dual monitors is really important. I think if you have a laptop, get a mouse. It's amazing how much faster you can get things done if you have a mouse as compared to trying to use the little one on the keyboard. And then I think um, a comfortable chair, you know, something that makes it feel like you're still a professional in an office, even if you're maybe sitting at your kitchen table, you know, at the end of the at the end of the table with your spouse or, or a roommate on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> also working, right? But just to have kind of that dedicated space set up similar to how you would have it set up at your office at work, I think it does wonders into tricking your mind into thinking that that it's work time instead of home time. How do you keep boundaries when you're working from home, especially if it's in a crisis situation? And maybe right now it's kind of impossible, but I mean, it's something I think everyone wants to think about. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. So what I was you know, again, when I first started, I, I, I feel like I went from working, you know, my set 10 ish hours to, you know, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed because my, I had to pass my computer on the way to my kitchen and from my kitchen to my bedroom. Right. So it was kind of in the center of my home. But what I started doing was when I was done for the day, you know, so part of my little end of the day routine is right before I went to get my son, assuming I wasn't running out of my home with my hair on fire. What I would do is take a couple of minutes to create my to-do list for the next day, actually close down my computer, save all my mm -hmm. documents, you know, kind of set an end of day routine, get my space kind of cleaned up because I can't stand, that's another thing, I can't stand visual clutter. So if your office mm -hmm. is in a spot that looks like a dumping zone, like just grab a box, put all the stuff in it and put it in a closet <laughs> deal yeah, with it later because I think, idea. you know, having a clear visual space also really helps. But so I would shut the door. So at the end of the day, I'd, you know, I kind of clear my space up. So I was ready to work in the morning and I would shut the door and I would try to just not go back to it unless a client called me with an emergency, which is similar to, you know, if a client calls you now, you're going to get your laptop out of your bag and you're going to answer the question and then you're going to put your laptop away and you're going to put it in your bag, right? So that it's ready mm -hmm. for you out the door in the morning. So kind of bringing those little small routines in, I think really helped me separate it as best I can. But I mean, it's, it's still really hard when your work is your home and your home is your work. You yeah. feel like you should always be working. Do you have any advice on the other side of that about how to stay motivated? I think some people, some people feel like if they work from home, they'll never get anything done. And maybe it's just a personality trait as some people can work from home well and some can't. But do you have advice on staying motivated and not getting sidetracked and doing your work? Yeah. Yeah, I I am really good at like the punish reward system for myself. <laughs> so, you know, when I was allowed out of my house, what I would do is say, all right, I'm really feeling unmotivated today. If I finish these three major things on my to-do list, then I'm allowed to leave the house and take an hour in the afternoon and go get a coffee and work from a coffee shop, right? To kind of give myself that break and change his scenery so that maybe I might be more productive elsewhere. Um, so I would kind of bribe by myself that way. And then on the flip side, if I, you know, didn't feel like I was getting things done enough, then I would figure out a way to punish myself, right? So that evening mm -hmm. I would need to clean out a closet or do something like that if I wasn't as efficient or, you know, if it's work related, right? It would be if I didn't get all of the things done. So now I don't get to stop my day at 5.30 like I wanted. Now I have to work at seven or eight. And for me, I don't work as efficiently in the evenings. And so that was a real punishment. Right. So I only did that a few times before. I was like, this stinks. <laughs> and I stopped doing it. 
Right. <laughs> you know, do you think, though, for someone like yourself, that you're already used to working from home, you're completely set up, you know the tricks. If you're already telecommuting, does this give you an edge on the competition? Because I, I feel like it's taking some people a bit to get set up. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I mean, there's there's certainly something to be said for the fact that I have a toddler running around, right? So that does kind of make it a little more difficult. But mm-hmm. I do think my firm is uniquely positioned in this circumstance. You know, I didn't have to argue with my colleagues to get the permission to work from home. You know, I understand mm-hmm. that some firms are only starting to let folks go now which is crazy to me, but yeah. you know, I, I get it. Um, every firm's different. So, you know, I didn't have to spend emotional energy doing that. I didn't have to spend emotional energy figuring out where am I going to put my laptop and how am I going to, you know, structure my day and, and how am I going to communicate with my clients and does my phone line work and does my Wi-Fi work? I mean, I just kept going like, <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. had happened. The questions and tenor of, of panic coming from my clients certainly changed uh, over the last couple of yeah. weeks. I feel like I've been working around the clock, but I didn't lose any time trying to get set up. I just, it was just a normal day. Just, you know, one of those normal days, a toddler appeared and I had to figure out how to deal with him. <laughs> right. Well, that's everything I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been lovely. And I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you hear today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, and or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered.